Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I'm your host, Roy Turner. I've got a great, great, great show for you. Unbelievable. Our guest this week is none other than the metal queen, Dora Pesh, uh, the legendary uh, uh, metal uh, front woman uh, from, uh, from Warlock. And welcoming back to the show, my special co-host this week is violinist extraordinaire and my better half, Jocelyn Hunt. Jocelyn, welcome back to Tricky Kid Radio. Thank you. We got something very, very special ahead as well uh, for you. Uh, Jocelyn's going to do a little something-something that I think all of y'all are really going to like. It's going to be cool. Uh, so, Jocelyn, what is what is happening right now uh, in, 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 the, in the world right now? Oh, lots of things. Things that I don't know about because I live under a rock. <laughs> Uh, she, I, I wouldn't say that's it's very fair to live under a rock, but uh, uh, there's quite a few things. Uh, you know, one thing that's so great about having Dora on uh, this week, you know, we were talking before we went on about uh, that one reason uh, what Dora is going to be talking about in the interview, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it, is that she's celebrating 30 years of Warlock's triumph and agony. Great, great record. 1987 was a very, very pivotal uh, time not only in music but also in culture. So it's and it also it, it has a great uh, anniversary there for Doral. So we're actually going to be doing uh, in the future in a few weeks we're going to be doing an entire episode about the summer of '87 as as, as the summer of 2017 uh, comes to a close. Tell me some highlights uh, for you uh, that have, have have happened this summer. Meeting you. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you're not. Of course, you're obligated to say that. But uh, but uh, but but what 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 else? Um. Well, we just got to see a lot of great music this summer. Yeah. Thanks to you, I got to see a lot of great music with you, and a lot of bands that I fell in love with. You know, from high school and college, and and a lot of bands that I'd never seen before, but really enjoyed. Well, that's what's so great about, about this is this too, because this summer, you have to admit, has just been so magical because it was, you know, we met, we came together, we have, you know, it's it's amazing how in terms of uh, uh, quantity uh, versus quality, because I mean, look what all that we've done, look what, look what all we've accomplished, look at where we are. Um, and like I said, it's been so much fun. I mean, look at all the, all the shows that we've seen, all the things that we've done. Um, and I hope everybody out there is also having a great summer as well. Uh, now, Jocelyn and I, uh, we, we have it all and, and we, and we want to be the, uh, the template for all you other, uh, relationships out there. Fo follow, follow our example. Our Facebook page is loaded. I mean, we are disgusting in, in, in love. It's disgusting how in love we are. Wouldn't you agree? Sick. It's sick. Um, and the way that we rub it in everybody's faces is just—it's just. I love it. I love it, and I, and I have no—I'm <laughs> I'm unapologetic about it. Uh, were you? I know that you were. You know, we're, we have not that much of an age difference. Like, you know, you're five years younger than I am. Were you aware of who Doro was back in the '80s? Well, I was definitely aware of, you know, Lita Ford, Joan Jett. Um, right, right. Those ladies are pretty amazing. And inspiring. I couldn't imagine uh, what the environment is like in a in a, a, a boy's world like that. Um, well, I mean, have, have you ever experienced? I mean, I mean, you're a musician. You're a, you're a violinist and everything else. Has it has it ever been something that you've ever encountered in terms of 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 being you know somewhat prejudiced towards because of of you being female? Uh, absolutely not. Um, the one thing that I love about the classical music world and Probably one of the things that made me want to um, be a part of it for the rest of my life is the fact that you, it all depends on your attitude, of course, your talent and your capability. Um, regardless of gender, right? Absolutely yeah. regardless of gender. So I think that's a, a wonderful thing about the, what I do. Right, and, for sure, for sure. And I'm glad that you didn't have to, you never had to experience it. Obviously in your, in your life, maybe outside of classical music, you've had experiences um, that where people maybe you know were being unfair due to being you know sure there's a lot of like old school views of, right you know 
gender roles. So. Well, so what was so interesting to me about this again, like I said, because it was, I mean, you don't, you still don't see a lot of like heavier, heavy bands fronted by women. You're seeing a lot more of it, which is great. Uh, right now, uh, I said I love uh, Taylor Momsen and the Pretty Reckless, and uh, she's awesome. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, Arch Enemy, uh, Lacuna Coil, you know, a few of these these current bands. That, but people like Dora, who and Lita Ford have paved the way for. But can you imagine what a boys club it was back, especially in the 1980s? I mean, there really wasn't. I mean, like I said, Lita Ford, of course, being part of the Runaways and then breaking solo. So when Warlock came out around like 83, 84, you know, European, you know, from Germany and breaking out and having this very strong, striking female lead singer. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't seem and thankfully it wouldn't seem as, as shocking now because that means we've made progress that it's not shocking. But trust me, back then it was really like like, you know, and I think that maybe, you know, maybe not so much in Europe, but in America, it was probably difficult to be taken seriously as you know, as because because it was such a, a masculine type kind of thing. And that's unfortunate, don't you think? Absolutely. It was, it's very refreshing to see somebody do that and do it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It, it wasn't just the fact that, that, that Doro is female. Doro kicks ass, and, you know, yeah. and here we are 30 years later and she's still doing it. You know, she's persevered. One of the most positive people uh, you ever want to meet, ever want to talk to. And that's why she's persevered. I'm very excited for all of our listeners and uh, to hear, uh, the interview with Doro, she's going to be bringing it to you here just a little bit later on in the program. Uh, you know, my introduction uh, to Doro Pesh and Warlock was was very American, very suburban. Uh, you know, I talked to you about this a little bit, and you'll hear me talk about it a little bit in the interview as well with, with Doro. But I lived in a small town. Um, you know, we, you know, may or may have not had cable, and even if we did, you know, um, the exposure to heavier music was relegated to one program that people might, you know, from our generation remember what was called Headbangers Ball. And, it, and that didn't even come around until I think like 86, 87, only lasted a few years. And even they weren't, I mean, they were showing some pretty cool stuff, but the exposure at that capacity was yet still a bit limited. You know what I mean? Uh, do you remember, do you ever, do you ever, I know that you kind of missed the MTV portion. I know that your upbringing didn't really, uh, allow a lot of uh, cable television viewing, right? <laughs> right. We were allowed to watch PBS. That's it. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of metal on PBS, at, le at least not back in the day, right? I don't remember any metal. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe uh, Alice Cooper was on uh, Sesame Street, so that would have been... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so what I would do is, you know, how we got our exposure... And people remember this. We would go to, you know, the corner newsstand or your local 7-Eleven, and we would get these metal magazines like Circus, Kit Parader, uh, Rip, Faces. And, oh, my God, this was like our lifeline, you know, because all these – because the stronghold for metal has always been in Europe. And when it when metal kind of became unpopular in America during, of course, the, the height of grunge and all that in the early to, you know, to mid-90s, it still remained. So when I got turned on to these magazines in the mid-1980s, all these record labels were uh, picking up ads for, you know, and so you would see stuff in these ads that were fantastic that you had never, ever heard before. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and so I, I, I told you, um, and you heard me say this again, whatever it is, that I was the king of buying records without even hearing what it sounded like. And keep in mind, like a lot of people, you know, uh, will relate to this, was that getting new music was a big deal. It was, this wasn't like the YouTube thing or what you had exposure to. It was like, you know, me buying a piece of new music only happened maybe three three times a year. You know, I would get stuff on my birthday at Christmas, but making my own purchases with my own allowance, that, that was, I had to choose very, very wisely. And that's why a lot of people, uh, you know, can, can remember or realize the reason why we know those records so well is because 
you know, we only got new music every three or four months. Yeah. So you would just wear out these, 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 whatever format, either a record or a cassette or whatever, you know. So my introduction to was that I would open this magazine. And again, there was this like dungeon, like, you know, it, it seems silly now to think, but metal back then was so fun. And, and with all the imagery, it looked like a Dungeons and Dragons uh, thing, you know, and, and, uh, and there was Dora Pesh on the cover of the Warlock record, Triumph and Agony. And very striking, very attractive, uh, but not with all the silly kind of sex symbol posturing. A very strong woman. And I just responded to it. And I, so I remember, you know, sending off the, the money order to get it. And when I got it, I was like, you know, because this sounds the way that this looks. <laughs> And that's how, you know, and the whole kind of the whole spirit of metal, you know, and I came back and it totally, of course, kicked my ass. Uh, and it was the right one, too, because it was it was one of the it was probably their most popular record as well. And that's actually why Dora's on the show today. And we're going to be excited to be talking to her is because she is uh, doing a very rare tour of the state, a very limited engagement. There's like a, a five show starting in, uh, excuse me, starting in Worcester, right outside of uh, or Worcester as they would say. Worcester. Worcester, thank you. <laughs> right outside of Boston there at the Palladium on uh, on September the 8th, which is going to be next Friday. Uh, it's going to hit New York, Detroit, uh, Chicago, and it's going to wrap up in Los Angeles. But the cool thing is, is that she has reconnected with the original guitar player from Warlock, Tommy Boland, and they're going to do the entire uh, Triumph and Agony record, which is celebrating, of course, 30 years this summer. Something else from that great summer of 1987 that we talked about there. Uh, so, uh, so that's going to be an awesome, awesome thing. And again, like I said, other than that, you didn't really see this. Like, I mean, again, I loved Lena Ford and Lena Ford, even when she went solo, kind of, it was awesome. And she had that great duet with Ozzy and all that, but she kind of had to kind of play up the sex a little bit too. And, and, uh, but, uh, you know, so they were very, very few and far between. And so here's this, this, you know, like I said, almost like something off of a, of a like a, like, I, I don't want to compare it to Fabio, but it's like she had this kind of, like, German female, like, metal fantasy if it, as romance novel kind of, you know, uh, you know kind of like Ronnie James Dio in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so you uh, actually uh, – so and something else I'm so excited for you here is that Jocelyn is, again, a violinist extraordinaire – and she is about to perform for us right here live on Tricky Kid Radio. so freaking bonkers thank you so much for doing that thank you for letting me do that that was great <laughs> <laughs> so for our listeners out there okay here's what you really need to know here so that is the true sign of a freaking pro because a pro is all it isn't afraid of anything and that in itself is metal so i just presented jocelyn with this song a 30 year old song that she, from a, a song that she was unfamiliar with from a genre that she's largely unfamiliar with. And she ran to her music room, whipped out a little notebook, started writing actual music uh, notations, whipped out her case and, and drew fire from her bow. 
and just rock that shit, man. That was incredible. All my listeners out there, I want you to let Jocelyn know how much you enjoyed that and how freaking metal that was. And I want to hear from the, the at large the metal community in Europe that you just heard her play All We Are on the violin, like literally just pulled like magic out of thin air. Jocelyn, where can they find you on the interwebs? I am on Instagram. Okay. Uh, J-O-C-E-I-6. Okay, say that one more time. J-O-C-E-I, the number six. Fantastic. Or it should, you should add two more sixes to that because that was freaking metal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we bring you Doro here, um, what I want to do is talk about a few different things here. Uh, we have some great sponsors of Tricky Kid Radio that kind of keep our lights on here to kind of keep keep this program rolling and everything else. Uh, the first one I want to mention, of course, is that uh, this, now that summer's ending and people are going back to school, you probably might need office furniture. So go to when you go to trickykid.com, first and foremost, you should, because there'll be more pictures and you can kind of see what's going on and uh, great pictures of Doro, uh, you know, and about to embark on this current tour. Uh, pictures of us, just great stuff uh, from Metal and, and Warlock from throughout the years. While you're there, click on OfficeFurnitureToGo.com. If you go there, they have great rates, they have some great stuff, and then if you buy something, they'll throw a, uh, you know kick a few bucks back our way, uh, and that would be you know great. It kind of keeps us kind of rocking and rolling. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at uh, TrickyKid2. That's uh, the handle is TrickyKid and the number two. Uh, go on Facebook and type in Tricky Kid Radio Podcast and just click the like button. Uh, and also, the main thing what you want to do is just go into iTunes. Because if you go into iTunes and type in Tricky Kid Radio, click subscribe. The show is free, and it will appear each into, uh, into your uh, iTunes each and every Thursday, just like this one right here. And then you Android users, you have not been forsaken. You can do the exact same thing as across all the normal uh, podcast platforms. And again, you can go to TrickyKid.com, and you can stream it or download it for free, of course. Now, uh, something else I, I really that's really, really urgent that we want to talk about. Uh, that's been happening. Uh, I'm sure that if you have any access to uh, television, radio, or, or anything, you've heard about what's happening here in Texas here with Hurricane Harvey. And whatever you've seen, whatever you've heard, trust me, it is 10 times more devastating. Uh, the destruction is unspeakable, and you're actually expecting uh, yet another landfall. Uh, uh, yeah, this weekend they're actually expecting yet another landfall. So these people are really, really going to need uh, your help. We have a lot of friends down uh, there in Houston, and to all of our Houston friends out there, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, of course, we're thinking about you uh, and help is on the way, and we're doing what we can here to also raise awareness. So, uh, no offense to to anybody else, but one thing that I am seeing, you probably have seen it too, Jocelyn, on social media, is everybody just simply says. Thoughts and prayers, prayers and thoughts, thoughts and prayers. That is literally the least thing you could do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's, there isn't anything lazier than just simply saying thoughts and prayers for Houston. These people need real help. There's, it's, it's, a, it's a real problem. So, like, help is really, really, really needed. Now, we're going to show you, uh, again, how you can do that. Uh, so one of the best ways that you can do that here, first of all, to donate, of course, is to the American Red Cross. Uh, there's food banks that are seeking donations. There's a Houston food bank. Uh, there's a Central Texas food bank, and even the San Antonio food bank, which is only about 90 minutes away. Uh, they're all also seeking volunteers. The Greater Houston Community Foundation is collecting donations, uh, and then also, of course, the Salvation Army. Uh, they're like right now they're deploying emergency response teams in the area. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center is also seeking blood donors in the Texas area. Uh, Team Rubicon. Uh, what they do is they unite skills of military veterans and first responders. Uh, they're also seeking volunteers, and they offer online training as well, so it's something you can really get involved with. Uh, Texas Search and Rescue, uh, Trusted World is collecting goods uh, up here in Dallas, um, and we're actually going to be, be uh, taking some stuff to them as well. Uh, they, so they're looking for right now, they're needing new underwear, socks, non-perishable food, toiletries, you know, the, the, the basics, the stuff that you need, the, you know, the essentials. Uh, and of course, United Way. Uh, if you're the organizations that are seeking volunteers that are on a local level, like we mentioned, American Red Cross, uh, there's Convoy of Hope, 
uh, Google all of these. Uh, again, trusted world up in the, in the Dallas area because a lot of these uh, people that are being displaced are actually coming up here to Dallas. You actually have a friend in Houston that's been affected by this. What, what's what's going on there? Um, her home was flooded, and uh, so she's definitely in the middle of it. And she's been, you know, active on Facebook, kind of updating all of her friends and family who care about her. And one of the most shocking things, and one that I hadn't heard, is that there's actually like a rationing of time at the grocery store. So yeah, you were talking about that. What yeah. what, what do you know about that? Uh, apparently, you wait in line for hours for a possible opportunity to be in the grocery store for five minutes. God. I mean, it's become like, you know, I, I hate using euphemisms, but it, it's become this, like I said, this isn't just a hurricane. I mean, you, you know, uh, adults will remember Hurricane Katrina about 13 years ago, and this is not only at that level, but it's exceeded that level, and, and more is on its way. I mean, this is a this is a disaster. Like, this is a real tragedy uh, that's happening right now. This isn't like, you know, people being displaced and they're going to get to go home next week. It's like these people have lost everything. And this it's going to take years to rebuild the city. Yeah, I can't even fathom, you know, the whole entire city. Yeah. Everybody's lost their houses, their personal belongings, their cars. Yeah. Like how are they going to get to work? Is there even a place to go to work? A friend of mine is a principal royalist for the Houston Grand Opera. The opera house is flooded. So they can't even start their season. Right, golly. Of course. But, can go anyway at this point. But Houston is like, you know, this is not a small town. This is one of the largest cities in America. Uh, you know, I mean, in North America even. You know, I mean, population exceeds, you know, like 15 million people. Uh, and, you know, and thousands and thousands. And, and, you know, and again, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter what, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all Americans. We're all people. We're all humans. We're all here to help. It doesn't matter. Um, we all need to kind of unite and uh, and make this happen. Uh, another charity I wanted to mention. Uh, it's unfortunate um, that uh, Jocelyn, you this is going to be near and dear to your heart because uh, I want to talk about Paws in the City. It's a it's an affiliation here in Dallas where it's a it's a pet adoption. Uh, I'm going to be making some appearances with them coming up this fall. You need to go ahead and uh, if you want, go ahead and Google them Paws in the City or just go to pawsinthecity.com. Uh, lots of opportunities to adopt uh, a new pet. Uh, and for you, you uh, unfortunately had a uh, suffered a loss yesterday. I unexpectedly had to put down my kitty cat. Um, apparently he has a heart uh, dysfunction. Um, it wasn't something that we could cure. It would have been an ongoing problem and he would have continued to suffer. So I had to make the decision to help him out of his suffering and what what a, a difficult and like near impossible decision i have so much respect for you because i i tell you i i mean we've all any pet owner has had to go through that and i just i've never been able to to face it the way that you did and so that was i know how difficult that, that you know that was and i definitely you know obviously i'm very sorry my condolences for that you know but you i mean like i said you've handled it so as well as anybody could have. I made you know? the right decision. He didn't need to suffer. Right, you know? right. And I guess that made, and if anything, that, that would make the decision easier because you don't Definitely. want your pet to, to, you know. So we want to say rest in peace to Rama. Uh, a beautiful cat. <laughs> and, 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 and you, uh, and what, what kind of cat was Rama? A Siberian. A Siberian cat? Siberian forest cat. Oh, I enjoyed Rama, and I enjoyed using the laser pointer to, to, to drive him a little nuts there. But uh, but we're going to miss Rama. And again, uh, for those of you also that you know may have lost a pet recently, and uh, our condolences to you as well. But you can also can go to Positive City and um, and make a new friend and and develop a new relationship there. So uh, so what we're going to do is is that after you heard Jocelyn Hun's amazing. Uh, shout out there to Dora Pesch and Warlock with her trusty violin here. I'm gonna we're gonna actually gonna play you the song All We Are from Warlock from the album Triumph and Agony. She's coming on tour, she's coming to the States to to do that entire album with original Warlock guitar player Tommy Bolin. And uh, again, we mentioned it earlier, whatever, that the tour starts in Worcester on September the eighth. Uh, but this is all we are from Warlock's Triumph in Act.
so, all right, whenever you're ready. Okay, well, this is Sam Jones Flash Gordon. I'm with Roy Turner at Tricky Kid Radio. And you better be tuning in, or I will find you. Yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> Tricky Kid Radio is none other than the metal queen, uh, Dora Pesh, uh, about to embark on a, on a 30th anniversary tour celebrating Warlock's triumph and agony. Dora, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Hey, thank you for having me. How's it going? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, so Dora, this is this is very very exciting. So you are coming to the states to do a very very special tour celebrating the 30 years of uh, Warlock's triumph and agony. How did this tour come about? Yeah, actually, last year somebody said, "Hey, Doro, you know your album is, is almost 30 years ago," and then I thought, "Oh God, we should." celebrated because I think it was it was our best Warlock record. I think so many great songs, great songs, yeah. great people involved and high energy. And yeah, and then I called up my old guitar player, Tommy Bowen, who was the original Warlock guitar player on the Triumph and Agony album. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, next year, it's 30 years ago that we worked so great together. Are you into doing some shows? And he said, absolutely. He said, I'm so psyched. Yeah, and then we already did two shows in, in Europe, the Sweden Rock Festival and Norway Rock played the whole album and it sounded great. I think all the songs, they yeah, they, they sound even better live, but it's such a joy to play that album and yeah, it was till this day, I think it was our biggest album and yeah, and what? very nice song. So. Well, I remember buying uh, Triumph and Agony as a young person and, it, and what was so great about it was that is a is a young person growing up in America in the eighties, we didn't really have a lot of access to to Warlock. To to me what you represented was we would go to the store and just get these rock magazines and we would just pour over these magazines. And there you were and this very striking, strong looking female, but without all the silly sex symbol posturing, you know, you had this very powerful thing going. And I remember buying Triumph and Agony without even knowing what it sounded like. I just, I, I loved, I loved the album cover and I was like, if this sounds the way this looks, I'm in. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, I think, man, the artwork, I still, I, I'm working with the same guy, um, the painter's name is uh, Jeffrey Gillespie, and he's so great, and and I loved how he painted the warlock, and, you know, the, the back cover is actually as good, I think, as the front, where yes, he squeezes yes, me in sure. his hand, and I think it's so metal, and yeah, the whole record, everything fell into place, I think it was a magical time, I could tell this record would be, would do something, and right. Yeah, Right. I think visual, the video for All We Are was like turning out so great too. And yeah, so, and, and then MTV put it on heavy rotation. So it was all like, it was really a dream come true. Uh, what are some of your memories? I remember you guys only did one U.S. tour for that. And it was with Megadeth. Uh, what are some, yeah, what are some of your memories from tour. that tour? Yeah, actually, we did many uh, club tours, many club shows, but of course, the bigger tour, it was with Megadeth and Sanctuary. Actually, I just met Dave Mustaine a couple of days ago on a great festival in Germany, and Sanctuary, the singer, Boral Dane, I met him in Wacken like three um, weeks ago, and it, it was a fantastic time, and I tell you, it was so big, metal was so alive and well, and it was awesome, and then playing like songs like All We Are or East Meets West or I Will Ruins, it was, it, man, it, it was, it was, it was great. It was great. Oh, yes. <laughs> so many diehard fans, and, you know, like, and all the metal fans, you know, with the jeans vest and all the patches on and all the metal t-shirts. It was, it was 100% metal crowd. So, you know, For sure. You, you just described me in junior high in high school. <laughs> That's well, good. That's good. Yeah. Well, isn't it so yeah, great actually, to be able to bring this back, though? You know what I mean? To revisit this stuff thirty years later is so amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I I saw many bands were doing like you know just playing one or two records, and then I thought, 
on this album, The Triumph and Agony, I definitely want to do it as well because it's worth it. And yeah, and, and it sounds even better live. Now we have three guitar players. Tommy Bowen, the original one, is in. And yeah. my two guitar players, Johnny D, my drummer for 23 years, and our bass player, Nick Douglas, in the band for 28 years. So it's great. We're a great team. And I think the live performance, it will it will blow everybody away yeah, and, yeah so high energy and, yeah <laughs> so dora you're calling me from 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 europe right now is that correct yeah 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 we just uh, finished uh, the last summer festivals and i'm in the studio fiddling around with some new songs for the new record this will probably come out next year but uh yeah i'm heading over in a couple of days and then yeah, and then and then starting the tour, and you know, and we will play the whole Triumph and Agony album, and in the encores some other Warlock highlights like uh, True Steel, Hellbound, Burning the Witches, and stuff. Oh my gosh! So that's what I was going to ask: is what can the fans expect at some of these shows? Because you're going to be doing the entire album, right? Yes, the entire album and and some of the songs we've never played before. They sound so great. Now we oh rehearsed them, gosh. we played them twice live. It's so great. I I could never figure out why we haven't put it in the set list. But now you know these songs definitely came to life, like Kiss of Death or Make Time for Love, Cold Cold World, Three um, Minute Warning. All these songs, yeah, we we didn't play in a long time or right. we've never played them, and it. it yeah, it's the same level like all the others. It jazz right in. I think it's a killer set list, and yeah, and then this is gonna kick ass. That song will be all we are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I will hop on Tommy's shoulders, like in the good old eighties. We will do yeah. a killer metal show, like no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so how was it reconnecting with Tommy? Oh, excellent, excellent. We've always stayed friends. All through these years and then he came on stage sometimes when we played in LA and you know and it was always great and now yeah now we're playing the whole set it's it's fantastic let me yeah. um Tommy, yeah, Lemmy is a great guy too, I'm sorry. Right. Um, but Tommy is such a great person, a great player, uh, full of energy, always positive, and I love that. And we still have the same chemistry, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm probably thinking we will do much more stuff, maybe record a Triumph and Agony live album and putting some new songs on it. And I think Tommy and me, we will probably come up with some cool ideas. We're already doing some songs together for my new record. God, so yeah, it's wow. all in the works, and I think it's yeah, it's it's magical like back then. And, yeah. Well, this is an exciting time, and, and what a great thing that you've been able to maintain that relationship. And and I wanted to mention something you yeah. just said, Dora, was that one thing is a is a fan because I mean I'm first and foremost I'm a fan, and so for me, I've always have responded to your positivity. You've always been a very positive person. Uh, throughout the years, you know, I, I've read and seen interviews and, and performances and stuff. And here we are in 2017, and you're just as excited, you're just as full of fire, you're just as positive as you always have been. And I can't tell you as a fan how amazing and refreshing and just kick-ass that is. You know what I mean? Oh, that's that's. Uh, thank you so much for these kind words. And yeah, I tell you, it's it, it's always an honor to play for people and and give them good energy. I think that's. Um, I didn't feel that way when I started out. I was probably more the you know the angry wild teenager. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I I definitely lived and learned, and I think in this day and age, it's it's, it's tremendously important to stay positive and yeah. you know, and to to give out good good energy, you know, and yeah, and I I love doing it, and and it always comes back to you too, sometimes in different ways, but yeah, I guess that's the reason why I'm still alive and well, and, and we still can tour all over the world. Like yeah, you you get like definitely positive situations or sometimes you're lucky right. and yeah so yeah but I, I love music so much and I love the fans so much that some some stuff which always you know keeps me highly That's motivated right. and <laughs> well it's fantastic <laughs> now was there ever a time because I know that um, you know that there was a, a bit of a time where you were trying to get the rights back to uh, to Warlock which you eventually did in 2011 yeah and so, and which is also also congratulations on that. So, was there ever a time where some of this music may have had some 
you know, maybe it was something that wasn't so pleasant to think about, but at some point you rediscovered the magic of that. Did you ever, did you experience anything like that? Oh, yeah, always. It's always, it, it, it always goes up and down and up and down. And then that was probably the most difficult situation when we couldn't use the name Warlock anymore. I never right. planned doing a solo career. I never wanted to call it Doro. But then the people said, hey, when you can't use the name Warlock anymore, then call it Doro because then people might know who it is. It was very, very difficult. And I thought, okay, for one record, let's call it Doro. And then we will go back to the name Warlock. And it took 20 years. It was not one record. And it was not one year. It took 20 years. And so sometimes you have to hang in there and you yeah. know, not get you know, not get frustrated and just like do your thing, do it the best you can. But of course, it was always up and down. And uh, and then, of course, you know, I was um, born and raised with a great metal and um, British um, the, New wave of British heavy metal, everything right. went bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when grunge hit, that was another thing. I couldn't believe it. Suddenly, you know, the metal bands, they didn't get, you know, so much, you know, so much attention anymore. And then I was 10 years working on, I think, really nice records, but they didn't get released in the States anymore because they didn't sound like grunge. And right. I think there were great songs on it. So, so for these 10 years, that was tough, but I was never giving up hope. And then, in 2000, I felt metal is coming back a little bit. And then we did this uh, Calling the Wild record, and we hopped yes. on tour with Ronnie James Dio, which was so awesome. And you could tell that everybody was hungry for some real metal again. And it, yes. was, it was great. So, you know, you live and learn many, many ups and downs, but I, I try to concentrate on the positive stuff. And yeah, yeah. And otherwise, you would probably, you know, not not have the strength to, you know, to to hang in there. So right. and as long as there are some people who love it, you know, who appreciate, you know, what you do or who love a song or a concert, oh, that's that's good enough for me, you know. That's, oh, well, but you are an inspiration, Dora, because you have you persevered throughout all these different trends and fads. You stuck to who you were, and that and that's why, you know, you and I are talking. 30 years later after I first bought Triumph and Agony and you're taking it to the States. So, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's an inspiration, Doral. Yeah, but actually, I tell you, my inspiration, uh, honestly, it, it, it is the fan base. It's the fans. It's like, you yes. know, when I wake up, I'm thinking of the fans. When I go to sleep, I'm thinking of the fans. And, and then some great people in my life. I, I had the great chance to tour with the best bands and musicians and I had like the great chance to talk and be friends with Lemmy and Ronnie James Dio and all these great people and I learned so much from everybody and that was like always keeping me highly inspired and right. and, and I love music of course I love music and yeah and of course yeah, we unfortunately unfortunately we lost Ronnie uh and Lemmy in these yeah. last couple of years I was hoping You'd like to maybe share a, a favorite memory of yours uh, uh, about about yeah. about Theo or Lemmy. Anything you'd like to share there? Yeah, actually, oh, so many many great memories. And yeah, one of the uh, one of my my favorite ones was we were recording in LA and we recorded two songs together. And it was always a long ride to the studio, and you know, LA traffic it can be crazy. So right. we were on the highway and we were stuck in traffic and Lemmy, he always played me his favorite CDs, like sometimes old Morehead stuff or some uh, like other songs and uh, artists he liked. For example, he loved Skunk and Nancy and he loved her as a singer and performer. So we were listening to music, to stuff and it was loud, like really loud. And then, you know, we were stuck and we were singing, smoking cigarettes and stuff and then some people, you know, they, they of course, they saw, wow, it's Lemmy in the car and then they just like put their car on the highway came to our car smoked some cigarettes with us you know got photos <laughs> and you know signatures and stuff and i guess it was a 10 hour traffic jam you know but the fans were so happy and more and more people came you know came up and it was like a, a huge autograph session you know in the middle of the highway <laughs> and, <laughs> and 
and I thought, that's so cool. And I was looking at Lemmy, and he had such a great time, and the fans had such a great time, and it was so, it was so unbelievable. And I think we didn't make it that day to the studio. We came so late, I think the engineer <laughs> left already. But we had, you know, time of our lives, and, you know, and then hearing Lemmy sing, you know, and, and telling me great stories, and, ah, oh, it was unbelievable. Every day with him in the studio, or, you know, sitting there eating, drinking it was it was so phenomenal and he was a very very intelligent uh, person and very yes. deep and you know and Ronnie James Dio the same when we were on tour you know we had great he was laughing and you know he was joking he had such a great sense of humor and it was it was awesome so I, I miss them so much I know yes. so millions of fans miss especially yes the metal community at large yes misses them so much totally totally and but yeah on 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 the new record there there is a song for lemmy it's uh the work title is called living life to the fullest and yeah that would describe him perfectly (laughs) yeah 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 man he wow he was definitely living it up and yeah yeah i never i never got to meet I never got to meet Ronnie, but I, I, I've had many, uh, many great experiences of my own with, with Lemmy over the years, which were uh, very, very memorable. So I, I'm right there with you. We all, we, we all, we all miss them. And, it, and, and yeah. you are keeping the metal flame alive. And I was going to ask you, Dora, I know that there's a bit of a difference, of course, between the European audience or also the European market versus the American one, because the European, uh, you know, has always still kind of been the stronghold for metal, whereas, you know, America has still got a lot of great metal fans that are very looking forward to this tour, but as we mentioned, you know, it it kind of went through kind of, you know, the grunge thing, and there was a lot of this kind of ebb and flow there, where it never really went away in in Europe. Uh, talk a little bit about some of your experiences when metal wasn't exactly the most popular item in America, oh, man. but you but you were thriving, but you were thriving in Europe. Yeah, yeah, we could still do it in Europe or South America. Or, um, yeah, but I was always recording in America, and I had high hopes, and I thought. All the records were great. I had great people playing on it. Uh, Jack Party, right. he was a producer for two records, Angels Never Die and Machine to Machine. And then another great record was called Love Me in Black. And, and the first one was True at Heart. And actually, um, yeah, I, I was always so excited. I was like, oh, God, you know, I have killer songs. And then I went to uh, the record company and I said, well, the record is done, you know. I think, you know, there are some songs which I think they could be the single or the video. And, right. you know, and then the people said, oh, that's great. And, uh, you know, so is it grunge? And I said, no, no, it doesn't sound like grunge at all. And I said, it has to sound like grunge. I said, no, it doesn't sound <laughs> like grunge at all. It sounds unique and different. And, yes. and I said, well sorry, we can't release it. And I thought, no way. And I said, well, I did it here in New York, in New Jersey, one in Nashville. And I said, no, we can't release it. And I thought, oh, my God. And at first I thought it's a joke. But then it didn't get released for 10 years. And therefore, you couldn't go on tour, you couldn't play festivals, so it was definitely like a domino effect. Yeah, and then we, you know, we tried to yeah, play all over the world, but the States, that's always where my heart is, so it was, oh man, it was tough. Sure. And then in 2000, doing the Calling the Wild album, and Sunday, you know, metal was picking up, and then we hopped on tour with Ronnie James Dio, and, you know, and then it was like, yeah, you could tell, you know, things were happening again, and yeah, sometimes you just... Yeah, you have to take right. the good with the bad. <laughs> right. Sometimes for years and years it was so. Oh God, it was yeah, it was mind blowing that when even when you want music, it so bad that it doesn't happen. Sorry. So when you took that music that, like you said, they weren't going to release in America, but when you took it to Europe and were playing it, wasn't that just the best validation the way that they responded to it? Yeah, but still, like, you know, we wanted to play the States. And, right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, and but they, they were great records, and if people would know them, you know, I would say, oh, man, that's a 
great song. And then actually, we had many diehard fans in the States. They said, well, it doesn't matter. They're sinfully expensive, but we will get all the imports. And there's one guy, he was um, doing the fan club. Tony Canella is his name. And he said, oh, can I do something? We're sick and tired that we don't get, you know, the, the real records anymore. And I said, well, just do whatever you think, whatever you feel. And then he went actually to some record companies and he got us the deal back and you know so that's the yeah. reason why Calling the Wild was then released and no manager no lawyer could do it but the fan club you know and the fans yes. and I thought oh this is so awesome so yeah. yeah so then it was like you know doing good and maybe eventually you know we can release the records again like all the ones which people don't know so but um, yeah I, I actually I I um, as of like last week, I have now my own record label. It's called Rare Diamonds Records. And oh, congratulations. These all the stuff which, yeah, thank you. And all the stuff which haven't been released or we want to release it in special packages or, you know, picture this or, you know, right. vinyl, like all like, you know. This, all the old fun stuff, right. Good old school stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, in limited editions, but, you know, something what people might really like or put on the wall. So, um, yeah. yeah, so there's a good chance. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I like the artwork too, you know, these days. Yeah. yeah. So, so the tour starts September 8th uh, in Worcester, yeah. Massachusetts, yeah. there at the Palladium. Is that correct? And yeah, that's right. That's right. And you're hitting five uh, major cities. Of course, Worcester is kind of like Boston. Obviously, uh, yeah. New York, right there in Times Square at B.B. King's. You're hitting Detroit, yeah. Chicago, yeah. and then wrapping up at the Whiskey in Los Angeles on September 6th, 16th. Yeah. So, so, yes, so, that's right. And America is ready. When for it this. goes well, then maybe more gigs will will come up. I, I yeah, I didn't know if people would be interested and if they would still know the Triumph and Agony album. But I think we will do some more gigs, maybe end of the oh, year yeah. or next year. But but New York was of course important to me because yeah, we did this record in New York and yeah, and New York was the first city I've ever been to when I came to the States and then I stayed immediately. I thought like, oh man, this is this is right. the best thing. So yeah. And are you and, cur- um, you currently still live in New York, Doro? Yeah, actually, yes, and I um I have another place in Florida because I got two times hit by the hurricanes and two right. times my apartment got you know got got destroyed and it's a couple of years ago and we waited to yeah to to build a new house but it, it was impossible so I thought yeah maybe for for a little while I will I will move to Florida but I still <laughs> yes. have all my stuff all my shit in New York and yeah, and I still love New York but uh, yeah but first I had to move out uh, of Manhattan because of the World Trade Center and then I went to Long Beach, Long Island and then yeah, the two times the hurricane that uh, did um, yeah. And yeah. see, <laughs> see Dorothy, you, you persevered from that. Perseverance is a, yeah. is a, is a common yeah. theme with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really the saying what doesn't kill you makes you stronger I can totally relate to that. It's like, that you know, right. and in the end you know, stuff is not important, you know, as long as you have your health, as long as you have good people who care, you know, for you, it's all good. You know, I don't need, I don't need a dishwasher or like, or, you know, like whatever, you know, all these things, it doesn't matter. But, you know, but the music, the fans and, you know, and some good people, that's all I need. And, yeah. and well, Dora, I can't, I can't thank you enough so much for joining us today. It was been uh, such a pleasure. I can't tell you, like, for me, for somebody, like I said, for that 12-year-old that bought Triumph and Agony by staring at that rock magazine 30 years ago, it has been my pleasure to have you today. Super. Thank you so much for these kind words. Thank you for having me as well. And I, I see you all on tour. And, you know, and yeah, we will rock like there's no tomorrow, I will promise. Yeah. That is correct. Thanks again, Doro. Again, the tour starts in Worcester, uh, Massachusetts, at the Palladium on September 8th. America is ready. Go see this tour. Doro, thank you yes. once again. And I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much. Yes, see you soon. Keep on rocking, and yeah, all the best to everybody. Okay, <laughs> ciao, ciao, guys. Bye, bye, Dora. We'll see you soon. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. You see you soon. Bye, bye. What a badass! Especially because she's so sweet, and you know, you see her 
rocking out like the video you showed me. Right, right. And I don't know. She just seems like such a wonderful person. And think about her. Think about her positivity. Think about that. You know, I mean, I've always been the kind of person to respond to positivity. I mean, if you're yelling at me and uh, about how much you're, you're angry at your dad, I'm just not going to respond as much. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like That makes sense. Um, I, I love her positivity. Uh, she seems like a great person. But don't you think that, that, that that's, but don't you think that's also why she's been able to keep doing this for 30 years? Because obviously people want to work with her. People want, still want to keep showing up for the shows. And, and, you know, from the American perspective, it's a little different because, you know, we're, we're more of a, of, a, of a, you know, at mass, we're a trendy culture, unfortunately. You know what I mean? And that's what's so cool about the metal community is that they're not, they're not fickle. They're not casual about it. Once they love it, they love it forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, nobody, you know, nobody was just kind of like, oh, you know, I was into whatever, you know, uh, some metal band, you know, like some of, even, especially in America, like an obscure metal band. Like nobody was like, I was really into Warlock that month in, you know, ninth grade. You know, it's either you're all in or you're all out. And that's what makes it so special and kind of fanatical. You know what I mean? But I think that's why. Like I said, and you heard her talk about it in the interview. When grunge hit in, in the early 90s, it kind of ended a lot of careers for American bands that were doing that style of music. Uh, and she took on a strategy where, and maybe, you know, it wasn't her first choice, but in order to survive, that her record label decided, you know what, America isn't really tuning in right now, but we're going to keep rocking, we're going to release the records in Europe, and people still responded. It never went away. For us, it's like, oh, whatever happened to Doro Pesh, but... From a European perspective, it, it never went away, you know. Uh, it really is like, you know, like the stronghold. I, I really respect that. And I wish that, um, you know, uh, we would be a little bit more like that here. I'm not yes. sure. But I do know, I do have a lot of friends like you um, that are also into metal. I've tried to get into it a little bit. Um, of course, my whole classical uh, sensibilities. Have, right. I have a little bit of trouble acclimating to it, but right. I've tried, and there's definitely a lot of um, music that you've introduced me to, especially uh, Warlock is cool. Yeah. I like that. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool, right? You know? Yeah. And there's this whole other thing of like symphonic metal where they use a lot of kind of like like classically, you know, influences and things like that, oh, really? you know, <laughs> uh, that I would love to, to, to turn you on to. So stay yeah. tuned to some future episodes. Uh, coming up because there's a lot of and a lot of them come from mm. from 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 Europe and uh, and I, I don't know if symphonic metal is the right term for it but it definitely has has a leanings of you can tell that they were classically trained musicians or certainly have some sort of influence by that you wow. know yeah and <laughs> right and, mo and don't most of the mo and obviously the, um, the 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 classical greats all come from Europe right you know like. Yeah, that's the, the tradition comes from Europe. Right. Yeah. Western classical music is from Europe. Right, sure. You know, it's hopped across the pond, you know, and it is global now, obviously. But yeah. well, uh, well, I thought that what you did earlier was so metal because it not only did it, did, did it sound so badass and you're a total badass and I'm so grateful to you, but mm -hmm. just – but you're welcome. But but what was so metal about it in, in in scope was the fearlessness. You just said, "All right, let's do this," and you stepped up and did it, and it was cool. You know that in itself is metal. That's that's part of the experience. You know what I mean? Thank you. What a compliment. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for us this week. Again, I want to thank my guest, the metal queen Dora Passion. We're like, go see this tour. How fun is this? You know, like it's gonna be so cool. They're doing the entire Triumph and Agony record. Uh, it is a limited engagement in the States. It's, uh, it's five special shows. Uh, it's starting uh, next Friday uh, in Worcester, outside of uh, Boston there. Continuing on to New York, uh, Detroit, uh, Chicago, and wrapping up, of course, the whiskey there in Los Angeles. Uh, and also, again, want to thank my special co-host, Jocelyn Hoon, for joining me this week. Also, uh, a.k.a. Uh, my better half and uh, the raddest chick that I know. Sweetheart, thank you, thank you so much for being here this week. That's my pleasure. You know I have fun with you. Absolutely. <laughs> And again, check us out on uh, on Twitter. Uh, the handle is Tricky Kid and the number two uh, on Facebook or Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. 
and if this young lady has her way, we actually will be on Instagram sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you at, babe? Uh, Instagram, I suppose. J-O-C-E-I, the number six. And again, I like said before, after that mental performance, it should be, uh, you know, 666. Yeah. <laughs> but that was rocking. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, and again, please, uh, if you can, if you can uh, do your best to help out uh, our friends down there in Houston. They're really hurting right now, and and uh, they need all the assistance that they can get. Um, if you if you want to volunteer, again, just reach out to the to the Red Cross uh, or the United Way. They'll point you in the right direction for it. Also, for people that are needing, uh, you know, volunteers. Uh, donations, things like that. All these will be listed on our website at trickykid.com. That's tricky-kid.com. You're also going to want to go there and check it out anyway. Uh, there's lots of great more experiences. There's going to be great pictures of Doro, uh, tour dates, which so if you want to check out this awesome tour. Also, we mentioned, of course, uh, our friends Pause in the City. If you're looking to adopt a new friend. Uh, again, we hope everybody's had a great, great summer. Uh, we're going to be celebrating... Um, uh, in a few weeks with a very special episode. Uh, but until then, I'm your host, Roy Turner, for my co-host, Jocelyn Hun, and for my special guest, Dora Pesh. We'll see you next week.